Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. It's been a few days since the release of Francis's document closing the loopholes permitting bishops to invoke Canon 87 of the Code of Canon Law to ignore Traditionis Custodis and its more extreme requirements. It was the document Francis issued in the summer of 2020, in case you don't know, which restricted traditional masses, ended the use of traditional sacraments in much of the church. Reactions from across the spectrum of Catholic thought in the church to the latest document has started to come in. And some of the reactions are so completely tone-deaf that some of the statements are almost funny. Other statements worth mentioning are from traditional Catholics that tell the brutal and honest truth about the message Francis is sending to traditional Catholics. That, quite frankly, we are not welcome in his church and that he will use the force of canon law and the authority of the papacy through his henchmen to make sure we know that we are not welcome in the church. But the almost funny reaction is where we're going to start, and it comes from Cardinal Blaise Supich of Chicago, who released a statement that was not actually about restrictions of the Latin Mass at all. In fact, it actually came out a few days before this document did, but then it, it went viral afterwards. See, the timing of his statement was so absolutely perfect and completely tone-deaf that his message provides an almost funny dichotomy between the reality of Francis and his cruelty to Catholics and the fantasy world that the Pope's live in. Cardinal Supich's statement was released a few days before the release of Francis's new decree through Cardinal Roach, but it suddenly went almost viral online immediately after and for obvious reasons. He published this on the Chicago Catholic website, where he chastised those of us who want to bar unrepentant public sinners from the Blessed Sacrament, which, by the way, is how the Church always handled unrepentant public sinners, by not permitting them to receive communion or even go to confession until they were ready to repent. Supich told us that Francis is get this, Francis is compassionate and accompanying and opposes pushing Catholics to the margins. Quote, Pope Francis warns against the cold and hard Gnostic logic that attempts to domesticate the mystery of God's grace or even the mystery of our lives by pretending to have all the answers. When somebody has an answer for every question, it is a sign that they are not on the right road, for God is full of surprises. We are not the ones to determine when and how we will encounter him. The exact times and places of that encounter are not up to us. Someone who wants everything to be clear and sure presumes to control God's transcendence. See Gaudete et Exulte, a document by Francis, paragraph 41. So a pastoral approach that preemptively excludes someone from the life of the church and her ministry is a serious matter and must be challenged. We cannot claim to say where God is not, because God is mysteriously present in the life of every person, in a way that he himself chooses, and we cannot exclude this by our presumed certainties. Francis goes on to write, even when someone's life appears completely wrecked, even when we see it devastated by vices or addictions, God is present there. If we let ourselves be guided by the Spirit rather than our own preconceptions, we can and must try to find the Lord in every human life. This is a part of the mystery that a Gnostic mentality cannot accept, since it is beyond its control. See, Gaudete te exalte, number 41 again, end quote. So trads are Gnostic. And Francis must be opposed, I guess. I don't know because, well, take that and keep that in mind because most hilariously, and he had to know what he was saying when he did this, Cardinal Supers took to Twitter on the day that Roach's document was released and said this of Francis, quote, During his 10 years of pontificate, 
Pope Francis has worked tirelessly to build a culture of love and inclusion of social tenderness, end quote. <laughs> that tweet was part of a larger call by Supers to pray in Thanksgiving for Francis and his 10-year reign of horror on the church. I think I'll pass, though I do suggest that you all pray for Francis's conversion. But given that Francis literally just pushed traditional Catholics to the peripheries and declared us to be broke and unwelcome in the church is what makes both of these statements kind of funny. I plan to revisit Cardinal Supich's statement in the coming days if I have the ability to because he's actually engaged in some of the most wicked propaganda imaginable in that article. But one of Supich's main points is that the church has no authority to limit access to the sacraments. Now, that's just blatantly false when we're talking about unrepentant public sinners, where the church has always put conditions on the use of the sacraments. But it's an even funnier statement in the light of Francis using Roach to limit access to the traditional sacraments. This is a point made in an article at 1 Peter 5 by Dr. Joseph Shaw that dives deeply into the true message of Francis's restrictions on the right of bishops and the laity regarding the traditional sacraments and traditional liturgy. Dr. Shaw states without hesitation that the message to Catholics who held the values of the faith that our ancestors held are not welcome in the church. We are to submit to the new values or simply go away. That's the message from Rome. He reminds us that we've been told by typically conservative Catholics that traditionalists shouldn't make the long drive to Latin masses in distant parishes, that we should stay in the neighborhood parish with its typically middling Novus Ordo Mass, work our way onto parish committees and other bureaucratic busybodies of the church, be active in parish life, and help transform the parish from within, if need be, by giving large amounts of money to that parish so we gain influence. That's been the case for many Catholics in neighborhood parishes, by the way, and Many have managed to get a periodic or even weekly parish traditional mass as a result. And those masses are now banned by Rome. The message from Rome is that the traditional faith is dangerous and to be kept away, to be kept distant from the typical Catholic. Traditional Catholicism is like chicken pox or something much worse. That the ideal Catholic who doesn't question anything may catch traditional Catholicism. So we're sent to the far reaches of the parish at best for the mass that fed and taught the saints. The message couldn't be clearer we are not welcome in the Synodal Church of the New Advent. With all that having been said, here's a, here's a bit of what Dr. Shaw himself says in his article from 1 Peter 5. Quote, No amount of weasel words can hide it. We are to be kept apart from others, isolated, until we oblige the Holy See by withering away. If you like the traditional Mass, you are ipso facto by that very fact, not a part of the parish community. Even if it so happens that you have worshipped in the parish all your life, some people have suggested over the years that Catholics attached to the traditional Mass would do well to avoid appearing standoffish or even as having a schismatic mentality and integrate themselves as much as possible into their parishes. Go along to parish events, contribute to fundraising, join the rota for cleaning the church, get stuck in the, into the finance committee and whatever else is going on. How easy this is in practice is varied a good deal. Parish events on Saturdays and weekday evenings don't seem so attractive if you live 100 miles away. Nevertheless, when it works, parishes with celebrations of both missiles have found trads among their most dedicated and generous parishioners. In some cases, the very survival of a parish has come to depend upon them. But how wrong we all were. We have now heard from the Holy See in unambiguous terms that the integration into parish life of Catholics attached to the older missile is a thoroughly bad thing. The ones with a schismatic mentality, whatever that it was supposed to mean, 
are the good ones, or at least the less bad ones. The ones contributing to the new roof or the parish potluck need to be reminded that truly they are not welcome. Perhaps a place can be found for them in a cramped convent chapel or a rented meeting room to rub the point in. The ideal, however, is for them to go away or cease to exist. End quote. Where is he wrong in that? He's not. That is entirely accurate. It's a clear travesty of justice. But what are we to expect? While some prelates and laymen will continue to parrot how either a pope can do whatever he wants, which is a view really never held by any serious scholars in church history, or they'll say that we deserved it because of mean words said on the internet by Dr. Taylor Marshall. Yes, I've seen that argument made more than a few times that Taylor Marshall is why this is happening. The reality is that this move is being seen as unnecessarily cruel by moderate voices in what I will call the traditional Latin mass movement, which is separate from the traditionalist movement, with kind of the main differentiating factor between the two being the TLM movement wants people to be nice and generally accept the changes made to the faith since the council, and really since just before the council, in exchange for access to the Latin mass, while the traditionalist movement wants a full restoration of the faith to the church. And it's a matter of perception that really is the difference between this, and really a matter of whether you adhere to the hermeneutic of continuity or not. But moderate voices now are pointing out how cruel and dangerous this move by Francis is. One such statement comes from the Latin Mass Society of the UK. They have a press release on the move by Francis, which mostly repeats the basics of what Francis's document does, but then comes up with this statement. Quote, the Latin Mass Society and the FIUV, a sister organization of theirs, would like to express its dismay that authority over a matter of such pastoral sensitivity has been centralized in this way. Serious pastoral harm will follow if permission is not granted, or alternative places of worship are not readily available for the use of communities attached to the older form of the Mass. Instead of integrating them into parish life, the restriction on the use of parish churches will marginalize and push to the peripheries faithful Catholics who wish only to worship in communion with their bishops, with a form of the liturgy permitted by the church. This desire was described as a, quote, rightful aspiration by Pope John Paul II, and this liturgy was described as representing riches by Pope Benedict XVI. We call upon all Catholics of goodwill to offer prayer and penances this Lent for the resolution of this issue and the liberty of the ancient Latin Mass, end quote. And it is ancient. Anyone telling you that it was invented by Pius V doesn't know what they're talking about. It goes back a thousand years before that. The only bishop that I've seen, by the way, respond to Francis's decree at the time of the producing of this episode, which may have, and so that may have changed since then, was Bishop Thomas Tobin of Rhode Island, who is himself about to retire. He stated on Twitter, quote, the way the Vatican is dealing with the traditional Latin mass does not seem to me to be the style of God. Pope Francis himself has emphasized that those who are attached to the TLM should be accompanied, listened to, and given time, end quote. That's putting it mildly, but I'm happy to see one of the moderate bishops pointing out the hypocrisy of Francis's work here. And yes, the document is a document by Francis. He issued it. Anything released by Roach is a document by Francis and authorized by him. Until the day comes that Francis chastises Roach publicly for suppressing the Mass, we can only assume this is Francis's work. Roach does not act on his own initiative. He does what his boss tells him. Even his biggest apologists over at where Peter is say this is a Francis document. I'm going to end this on this note. The very notion of synodality in the church is now threatened. Dr. Peter Kwasniewski at Rate Celi says that it's dead, but I have another story that offers an alternative view of that 
but I'm saving for coming days. But the short version is this. According to Dr. Kwasniewski, synodality is now undermined because Francis has confirmed a caricature of the papacy that Otto von Bismarck, back in the days of Pius IX, feared would come as a consequence of the definition of papal infallibility. The Pope as absolute ruler, not constrained by tradition, canon law, or even the first law of the church. The salvation of souls is the first law of the church. Instead, according to the vision of Bismarck, the Pope can do whatever he likes on any given subject. That was seen as a caricature in Pius IX's time, but it's becoming a reality in ours. Against that accusation, the concept of synodality withers on the vine. You can't have a dialoguing and listening church that values the voices of every Catholic and every bishop and professes to speak for the marginal voices in the world when you take the Catholics most on fire for the faith, who have the deepest love for Christ and push them to the peripheries because their old-fashioned values are too dangerous for the synodal church of the new advent. Synodality may now be on the line. I'm fine with that, actually, but it may be on the line. We'll see how that plays out. But I'm curious, what do you think about all this? Is Cardinal Supich's statement just too perfect? Is this a marginalization of traditional Catholics? Does Rome want us to just go away? Or are we in the wrong because we don't think that a mass designed by a stonecutter or the Committee of Protestants, all that confirmed, by the way, in the historic record, is something that we might want to raise our families in? Let me know in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. As does sharing this on social media. That helps a lot, too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.